0: tonight and if you're a guest with us tonight we're so glad to have you on this Sunday evening thank you for being with us those of you that are uh, watching us online wherever you're watching from we pray that you're blessed by this service tonight and uh, for those of you that have perhaps noticed that my wife is not here I am thankful to tell you there are no migraines. Praise God. <laughs> she is, um, she's sitting with Elizabeth this evening so that Jacob could come to church tonight. So, uh, that's where she is and all is well. want uh, I heard lots of great reports about the ladies event this weekend, Friday night and Saturday. And what an awesome time it sounds like was had here. And, uh, Thankful for ladies that love God and love each other. Amen. Praise God. I do want to say thanks to the the brethren that uh, came and uh, helped get things back in order. I said it yesterday. I'm going to keep declaring it in Jesus' name. That's the last time we take these chairs down and set up in here for some kind of fellowship. Before the next one... (laughs) believe in that foyer somehow is gonna gonna be ready so if you were in service last Sunday night and you didn't get a rock and you want a rock I think in the foyer uh, the lobby there exiting there's a bag of rocks if you don't know what that means then you weren't here last Sunday night but I'm actually gonna I want to give one more and I this was kind of interesting to me because actually going into the service this name had come to mind and and then during during the beginning of service, I saw her come in. Um, That narrows it down, because it ain't going to be any of you that think you identify as something you're not. So, amen. But I I saw this individual come in, and uh, I think Sunday night when I got home, it it dawned on me that I, I failed to to acknowledge her while I was specifically acknowledging people. and then I thought, you know, it's kind of interesting because it just kind of, it, it's just kind of a little bit indicative of her that she just, she flies under the radar, but she's one of those steadfast, unmovable, always abounding people, and that's Sister Janet Howe. <laughs> Sister Janet Howe's been around here for a long time. She's one of those faithful others. Praise God. Amen. Amen you'll turn to the book of ecclesiastes i'll tell you what chapter in a second i got short term memory loss ecclesiastes chapter 4 reading with starting with verse number 9 ecclesiastes 4 and 9 says two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. The uh, Oh, I forget which translation it is. I forgot to put the translation. But another translation says two are better than one because they get more done by working together. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth. For he hath not another to help him up. Again, if two lie together, then they have heat. But how can one be warm alone? And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him. And a threefold cord is not easily, not quickly broken. Father, thank you so much for the privilege once again, once again to be in your presence tonight. Thank you for your spirit. That has responded again to our worship. Thank you for touching minds and spirits in this place tonight. I believe, Lord, that you have brought some renewing and some refreshing to some lives. And I pray, God, that you would continue now to minister in this service, that you would do that through your word, that you would touch hearts and lives in this place tonight, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Two are better than one. If they fall, the one will lift up his fellow, but woe to him that is alone when he falleth. Notice it says, Not woe to him that is alone if he falleth. The Bible says, Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy. Not if I fall, I shall arise, but when I fall. So it says, when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up again. If two lie together, one of the, probably was the message Bible that said it this way, but one of the others said if if two are in a blanket together, and I'm going to just tell everybody right now, I'm pretty certain this verse is to married folks. First of all, we don't need no guys lying with one another to get warm, and no girls lying with one another, and we definitely don't need no single folks lying together to get warm. And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him. A threefold cord is not easily broken. We. We know that if any two or three are gathered in His name, that He's in the middle of them. So there's the, the third part of that that makes that cord that is not not quickly broken. I believe when it comes to your personal relationship with God and the the building of that relationship, that has to be done between you and Jesus that it is impossible to build your personal relationship with Jesus without spending time just you and Jesus. What we do here together can strengthen, can help, can equip. There's a place. What we do in Oikos and prayer meetings and other settings like that, no doubt there is value. I believe great value to those things. But you will never develop, you will never deepen your walk with Jesus without you and Him all by yourself and nobody else around. That's the way the process works. It's got to be you and Him. But I'm going to tell you that, that I think basically beyond that, you're not supposed to be in this by yourself. There's not any lone rangers. Of course, the funny thing is about the lone ranger, even he had Tonto. So even the lone ranger didn't go at it alone. And if you're trying to be involved in the kingdom and ministry and 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 functioning in the kingdom. But you want to be a solo act. It wasn't designed to be that way. The wise man said two are better than one. Because you're going to fall. And you're going to get attacked. And it's a whole lot better if if when you fall. You've got somebody to help pick you up. If when you get attacked. You're not fighting by yourself. I've said it before. And it seems to be. That, that there is this pattern bet- with my wife and I that when one of us is up, the other one is down. And sometimes I get a little frustrated with that, thinking why can't we both be up together? But the alternative is worse. Both of us being down together is a really bad thing. While it would be nice for us both to be up and excited together, the balance of knowing when one of us is down, the other one is usually up, that really helps. And there have been a few times where we hit that both down together, and that two are better than one. Mark six verse seven, he called unto him the twelve. And began to send them forth. How? How? Two by two. He didn't send the twelve out. You go this way by yourself. You go that way by yourself. You go this way on your own. He sent them out two by two. Because no doubt Jesus was aware that two are better than one say it again this is a this is a uh, a non deep spiritual revelatory preaching kind of a day this morning wasn't anything deep neither is tonight I'm here to tell some people you, you're not supposed to be in this by yourself you're not supposed to be trying to make your way on your own do you need some time you and Jesus to to develop your personal relationship, absolutely. But you're not supposed to be in this by yourself. Look, look at this. We find this all throughout the epistles. Philippians chapter 5, verse number 25. Paul speaking. Paul, the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul says, "I Yet I suppose it necessary to send unto you Epaphroditus, my brother and companion in labor and fellow soldier, but your messenger and he that ministered to my wants. I'm not doing this by myself. I've got a brother. I've got a companion in labor, a fellow soldier. 2 Corinthians 8.23 says, Whether any do inquire of Titus, he is my partner and fellow helper concerning you or our brethren be inquired of. They are the messengers of the churches and the glory of Christ. Philippians 4, three, Paul says, I entreat thee also, true yoke fellow, help those women which labored with me in the gospel, with Clement also, with other my fellow laborers who name, whose names are in the book of life. The apostle Paul wasn't trying to be a solo act, doing this by himself, going at it on his own. He says, I've got a brother, I've got a companion, I've got a fellow laborer. Colossians 1, 7, as you also learned of Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is for you a faithful minister of Christ. Colossians four eleven. 11, and Jesus, which is called justice, who are of the circumcision. These only are my fellow workers unto the kingdom of God, which have been a comfort unto me. 1 Thessalonians 3.2 And sent Timotheus, our brother and minister of God and our fellow laborer in the gospel of Christ to establish you and to comfort you concerning your faith. Also, Philemon 24, verse 24 Marcus, Aristarchus, Demas, Lucas, my fellow laborers. My fellow laborers you read throughout the book of Acts, the Acts of the Apostles, you will find over a hundred times in the book of Acts, you will find the word we. Sometimes we is mentioned in the context of, of a particular group of people speaking. But a lot of times throughout the book of Acts, when you find the word we, it is referencing the one who is being used to write the book of Acts. In Acts chapter 27, just as an example, says in verse number 1, and entering into a ship, I don't know why there's all these crazy people names and now city names. I'm going to just start calling them by the first letter of the name. And entering into the ship of A, we launched, meaning to sail by the coast of Asia, one Aristarchus, a Macedonian of Thessalonica, being with us. Not only is the word we in there, but also you'll see the pronoun us. Verse 3, and the next day we touched at Sidon and... When we had launched from thence, we sailed under Cyprus because the winds were contrary. And when we had sailed over the sea of Cilicia and Pamphylia, we came to Myra, a city of Lycia, whatever, and skipping down to verse 7. And when we had sailed slowly many days and scarce were come over against that, the wind not suffering us, we sailed under Crete over against Salmon. Verse 15, And when the ship was caught and could not bear up into the wind, we let her drive. Verse 18, And when we, and when we, and when we, being exceedingly tossed with a tempest, The next day, they lightened the ship. And the third day, we cast out with our own hands the tackling of the ship. It is often preached about the Apostle Paul being shipwrecked. The Apostle Paul spent a night and a day in the deep Paul, the great Apostle Paul, was the one that was shipwrecked. The the great Apostle Paul is the one that floated out there in the sea, perhaps on some piece of lumber from the ship that was floating around. And yet the verses I just read to you, somebody besides Paul is talking. Somebody is not writing a biography of Paul. Someone is giving a personal account of what they went through, but all they are saying is we and us, not me, not I. Who's the we here? Anybody know? The former treatise have I made, O Theophilus. Luke. Luke is the writer of, under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, Luke is the writer of Acts. That means Luke was shipwrecked. Luke floated around with Paul. But Paul was the one shipwrecked. You see, the challenge that we have when it comes to being fellow laborers and companions in Christ and brothers and sisters is some of us are not willing to just be the we. We're only willing to be a part if our name is known and we are recognized. But but what if God has called you to be the companion, the support, the fellow laborer of someone else that they get the recognition, they get their name called, and all you were was just the we and the us? Are you willing? Luke was willing. Luke was comfortable with the fact, I don't need to be known, but Paul needs a support. Paul doesn't need to go through this by himself. Paul Paul doesn't need to go on this journey by himself. He, He needs somebody and I may not be the one getting to preach and speak and I may not be the one thousands of years from now getting celebrated for it but if I can be a companion of Paul and support Paul and when I see that Paul has fallen and he's getting weary I can encourage him I can help him back up if that's what God has called me To do, can I be content with doing that? Two are better than one, Solomon says, and Jesus. His time on this earth comes along and follows that up with the disciples and he sends them out in pairs. And and, and then Paul somehow, I don't know if it's by reading the words of Solomon or the words of Jesus, but Paul picks up on this idea. I'm not supposed to be in this by, by myself. He said, oh, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. I'm sure that had to happen sometimes with Paul and Jesus. Jesus alone, when it came to his missionary journeys and his missionary work, we find that even the Apostle Paul, I don't know about you, but besides Jesus, if anybody could have done it by themselves, I think Paul could have. If anybody had the anointing and the giftings and the ability to be, to be a solo act, Paul could have been a solo act, but even Paul had brothers and companions and fellow laborers. Notice this in the book of Acts, in Acts chapter 11, verse 29. Then the disciples, every man according to his ability, determined to send relief unto the brethren which dwelt in Judea, which also they did, and sent to the elders by the hands of Barnabas and Saul. Chapter 13, verse 1 says this, There were in the church which that was at Antioch, certain prophets and teachers, as Barnabas and Simeon that was called Niger and Lucius of Cyrene and Menaean, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. I don't want you just to send Barnabas out. And I don't want you just to send Saul out. I want you to send Barnabas and Saul. I want them to go together. I want them to be fellow laborers. I, I, if you're married and, and you're both, both of you are in church, then no doubt to some level, to some degree, by default, that, that's one of your fellow laborers. <laughs> but even if you're married there should be other fellow laborers that you are involved in the kingdom with so here paul and barnabas excuse me saul excuse me excuse me excuse me barnabas and saul i want you to i want you to notice that starting in starting in 11 and 29 it's 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 they sent barnabas and saul and then In 13, 2, they anointed, they they separated Barnabas and Saul. But Watch this, in verse number 9, Saul, who also is called Paul, filled with the Holy Ghost, set his eyes on him. This is, if I'm not mistaken, this is the point at which from here on in the book of Acts, you don't find Saul referred to anymore. You find Paul. That's in the middle of this chapter. That's after Barnabas and Saul had been anointed. Watch what happens in chapter 15 in verse number 36. And some days after Paul said unto... Oh, excuse me, backing up. 13.43, the end of 13. Now when the congregation was broken up, Many of the Jews and religious proselytes followed who? Paul and Barnabas. Who speaking to them persuaded them to continue in the grace of God. Did you Notice the switch? It starts off, it's Barnabas and Saul. The implication is the name that's called first is kind of the... Yeah, the good, good brother Isaac, the dominant partner, the 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 more gifted anointed one. Barnabas and Saul, Barnabas and Saul. But then, then Saul, in his continued growth and development, has this transition, and he's no longer. Recognizes Saul, but it's now Paul. And in that same transition, something happens in the relationship that pretty much from here on out, when these two are referred to, it's now Paul and Barnabas. Do you know what I think one of the enemy's primary weapons is? with regards to us and our fellow laborers and our fellow companions in the gospel is to somehow to get us in competition with each other. To somehow cause us to start feeling intimidated by each other. Threatened by each other. It appears as though somehow Barnabas had the grace to go from Barnabas and Saul to Paul and Barnabas. It's it's one thing to be willing to be fellow laborers when you're the one that gets your name called first. What if that's the way it starts, but somewhere there's a shift that God wants to bring about and, and, and you may need to take a little bit of a back seat and and, and and become in a little bit more of a supportive role. I think that's one of the things more than anything else that is that is a hindrance to the outpouring and end time harvest is we've got to be willing that I don't have to have my name on anything. I don't need to be recognized for anything. He gets the glory, and if somebody else along with Him gets their name called, that's okay with me. If I can just be a part, if I can do my part, if my part is holding up somebody else's hands, if my part is being a strength to somebody else, if that's what my part is, that's okay. I need a companion. They need a companion. I need a fellow laborer. They need a fellow laborer, and we're not competing with each other. We've got a world, we've got an enemy that we're competing against, but we're not competing against each other. I know some of you work in situations where you are, you, you are uh, uh, either perceived that you're threatened by others or maybe you are threatened by others, that they're going to take your position. They're going to get the boss's attention and do a better job and and, and you're going to get replaced. Let me tell you something. If you are in the position that God has placed you in, you have absolute job security. The only time you need to be worried somebody else is going to take your job is when you try to get that job yourself but it wasn't really your job. But when God places you where God wants you, you're not threatened by anybody else. We've got some... We have just got some amazing... We've got some awesome elders. But in this point, Permit me, we have got an amazing up-and-coming generation. We've got some anointed, gifted young men and women that the gifts of the Spirit already are beginning to operate in, and God is already beginning to use them in powerful ways, whether it's in evangelism or ministry, preaching, whatever it is. And you know what? I am not. I am not sitting here with one bit of worry that one of them is going to take my job. My job's not up to be taken. Because I know at this point in time, I'm the person God's put here to fill this role. And if somebody else is supposed to do it, it won't be because somebody came along and took my job. It'll be because God decided, okay, Barnabas, you've done your job for a while, but I need you to shift roles a little bit. And I've got somebody else that may be a little bit more dominant than you were, but that makes you no less valuable. In fact watch this in acts fifteen verse thirty six and some days after Paul said unto Barnabas, let us go again and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they do Barnabas determined to take with them John whose surname was Mark, and Paul thought not good to take him with them, who departed. From them from Pamphylia and went not with them to the work and watch this, Paul. I I don't think when I read what I'm about to read, I don't think you can I don't think you can blame all this on Barnabas. Paul, excuse me. And the contention was so sharp between them that they departed asunder, one from the other. And so Barnabas took Mark and sailed unto Cyprus and Paul chose Silas and departed being recommended by the brethren unto the grace of God. Even the apostle Paul was prone to contention getting in the relationship between him and his fellow laborer To the point The disagreement between him and Barnabas was such that they chose to part ways. But back to the primary point, even in choosing to part ways, they didn't now go their separate way alone. Barnabas heads off, off, and he's got John, Mark, Paul, takes off and he's got Silas because two are better than one you're you're not supposed to try to do this by yourself i think some of you feel a pressure that you're you're you got to you got you to gotta do something you got to make it happen by yourself Jesus sends disciples out by twos. The apostles go out, Paul goes out by twos. Well, there there ain't nobody else that wants to partner up with me. Nobody's coming to me. How do they do it? World's smallest violin. Wah, wah, wah. He that hath friends must show himself friendly. I'm, I'm, I'm. I, I know. I'm. I'm confident. I'm preaching to some people tonight. That that that. In in a lot of ways, you're 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 really already already living what I'm preaching. So maybe for you, this is just a reminder. You, you need to keep living it that way. You're not, you're not supposed to break off from the fellow laborers and the the companions that God has placed in your life. And yes, there are some times when seasons change and God brings another companion, another fellow laborer part, uh, alongside, but, but even still, you're not supposed to be going at it alone. I'm supposed to try to figure out how can I do this by myself? You know, we we live in so many ways. This feels like such a duh statement. We live in such a warped world. It, it, it amazes me that in in team sports, you've got guys that are the they're the, celebrity, the celebrities. They're the high. Highly paid athletes, but the bottom line is, if you're in a team sport, the even the guy that's got the lowest salary on the team, if he doesn't do his job, the guy that gets all the money is not going to win. You can have the greatest quarterback, you can have the greatest pitcher, you can you can have whatever, but if everybody else is not doing their job the guys that aren't getting the multi-million dollar salaries and all the endorsement deals, if everybody doesn't do their job. First game of this year for the Orioles, I think it was the very first game they were playing Boston. They were at the bottom of the ninth. There was two outs. Orioles were winning. The closer was in to shut it out batter hits a fly ball to the left fielder, routine basically fly ball, He drops the ball, gets on base, the next batter hits a home run and they lose. Everybody has got to do their part. I've said it before, Nathaniel. I'm going to close my Bible. I've said it before. I don't remember what it was recently, but it happened recently somehow somewhere. Oh I know what it was. I think I may have mentioned this we we were we we did that did that uh national day of prayer downtown Annapolis. What an awesome time we had great turnout worshiping, singing and video got posted. I th- I think it was Esther's video, I think it was some I forget whose video it was, but my video oh, oh his video. Oh. Nathaniel posted a video and, and the, the UPCI Facebook page uh they, they they reposted the video and I I think it referenced in the video what church it was and and I'm I'm scrolling through the comments. I read in there, and somebody comments that, "Oh yeah, that's Chester Wright's church in Annapolis." <laughs> like, ex- excuse me. That's that's Antioch Central that I pastor. Me. David, not Chester. Hello? (laughs) You know what? That that one was humorous, but I will be absolutely transparent with you. There have been times through the years where something similar has happened. Brother Barr, I wasn't in as good as a place as I was in May. (laughs) Hold hold on, wait a minute. I I don't want to be the we. I don't want to be in the us. Excuse me. Man, what's going to happen when we can reach the place? That if you're Paul, awesome. But if you're Barnabas, that's great too. If you're Paul, wonderful. But if you're Luke, you're just being a support and you're not the one that's getting all the credit and the glory and getting celebrated. That that's all right as well, because two are better than one. And a threefold cord. is not easily broken. You're not supposed to supposed to figure out how you can do all this better and more effective and whatever on your own we're in this together I need you you need me you need those that are sitting on the same row with you you need others that are sitting across the sanctuary from you When you fall, when you fall, when you fall, you need somebody there. You need somebody that can help pick you up. That's obviously part of the reason why we have Oikos and, and, and youth ministry and young adult ministry to help provide some of those opportunities for this. But I'm preaching to you tonight is it's not about just what happens in an organized function. Part of what I'm preaching tonight is what you develop on a daily basis with with brothers and sisters and spouses. Your spouse, not somebody else's spouse. I want you to stand, please. There's people in this place tonight that, again... No doubt in my mind, you're called to be like an apostle Paul, and God's going to do some amazing things that your name gets called for. Then there's going to be some Silas's and some Barnabas's and some Lukes. You know, I, I, I just, just just by way of example, we can use this example. I appreciate. Brother Mike McGurk in campus ministry, and he's known all over the world. But the bottom line is, I know he absolutely agree with this. There's a significant significant part of that. The reason for that is because there's been fellow laborers. There's been some people that have bought into the vision that your name will never get known like his name you'll never get the recognition he gets but but you were there and and you labored and you toiled and you supported and you you were you were willing to do whatever your place was your role was would you just uh just just right where you are would you just just reach over to somebody nearby spouse if it's Somebody else as well. Grab a hand. Put a hand on a shoulder. Whatever you're you're comfortable with, and just just kind of as an outward physical demonstration of this, just as a physical outward reminder and acknowledgement, we're not individual isolated islands here tonight, but we are. We're a body that's connected and that has need. In the name of Jesus. I pray tonight, Lord, that you would strengthen that twofold cord. I pray tonight, God, that you would strengthen those relationships that we have, those fellow laborers those brothers and sisters and companions in the gospel that we have lord i pray tonight by your grace that every every trace of competition the enemy would try to bring in between us that it would be stamped out lord we're we're not vying for position we're not competing with one another for a place, for a role. We're not competing with one another for for a calling. Lord, you've called, you've selected, you've, you've positioned, and whatever, whatever the type of role you've put us in, let us be content. If that's the out front role where... Our name is known, our name is called, our our name is given the recognition and the credit, so be it. But but God, if you've chosen us to be in that supporting role, if you've you've chosen us to be more the -the behind-the-scenes person, it's no less important, it's no less significant. Give us the grace, God, when when our fellow laborer falls, when our fellow laborer is struggling, rather than seeing that as an opportunity to to step into a new position or get more recognition that our our first and foremost focus is the health and the well-being of our brothers, our fellow laborers. Oh, God most people are willing to be a Paul Lord most people will sign up to be Paul but but help us to be willing to be a Luke God help us to be willing to be a Luke if that's what you've called us to be if if we're just known as being a part of the we if, if we're just known as being one of the us we're not really recognized by name God give us the Give us the attitude and spirit that's willing to accept that place. the name of Jesus. what you've called me to be. I say yes, Lord, I agree. My desire passionately is to be what you've called me to be. That's what I'll be. I will be what you've called me. Whatever you've called me to be, Lord. I say yes, I'm not trying to be what somebody else is supposed to be. I'm just willing to be what I'm supposed to be. Passion and is to be what you've called me to be oh that's what I'll be I will be what you've called me to be I say yes Lord I agree my desire Passionately is to be what you've called me to be. Oh, that's what I'll be. I will be what you've called me to be. Oh, I say yes. Lord, I agree. My desire, passionately, is to be what you've called to be. That's what I'll be. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your strength. Lord, not only that you give to us directly, individually, but that you also allow to flow through us to one another there's plenty of times Lord we need and we should get what we need from you but Lord you've also designed it that there are times that we get what we need by it flowing through another human vessel so let that Let that operation of Your Spirit work just as effectively as the one where we get from You directly what we need. In the name of Jesus Christ, in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. I know most of you are going to do this anyway. I encourage you to take a few moments greet a brother or sister make a make a few connections